0: I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more next on the cascade hiker podcast. What's your name and where are you from? Hi,
1: I'm uh Kyle Linton. My trail name's Impala and I'm from Yorkshire, England, mate.
0: All right. Well, cool. Hey, uh, I, 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 I kind of sent out there and said, Hey, does anybody have any questions, uh, uh, for Impala here? And, uh, let me tell you, I, I came across somebody, I think, you know, and, uh, that's uh meander Edward infant. Oh uh, yeah, uh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he, he, he wanted to start out real quick with a, a question about, uh, hiking in New Zealand and, uh, and some, one of your hiking partners had a, had an issue there. Uh, can you kind of go into that story a little bit for Edward?
1: Yeah, no way. So, uh, I started out at the TRO in, uh, 2012. I was hiking with like my best friend from back in England and, uh, The trail was pretty, like, it was the first long-distance trail he was ever done, so it was uh, an interesting experience. We uh, didn't really know what we were doing. Our packs were massive, and, you know, we are total rookies. And his knee ended up giving way. Um, Yeah, we came a cropper on a couple of river crossings and stuff like that, and we packed up, resupplied, went back out to the trail, and he was like, you know what, I think I'm done. I just want to go home. So uh, he went off. I carried on and a couple of days later I bumped into Meander and uh man that guy's amazing. He's uh his tales of the PCT and everything, the magic and everything he does up there just really inspired me to come out to the States and give that a whirl. And yeah, it's just stunning, man. And the amount of cool stuff that guy's done and the amount of generosity he shows, you. He's met me on every trail I've ever done since. Wow. It's so, impressive. Yeah, he drove from uh, uh Billingham in Washington over to the AT just to do trail magic for me and my mates when I was out on that and Yeah, crazy it blew all their minds too as well as mine
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that man. That's that's a cool story. That's, that's yeah, you man can build a friendship like that. That's long-lasting
1: Yeah, well, he just popped out the woods when I did the PCT he, he was just waiting by the road jumped out on me and I was like bloody hell what are you doing here? And then he did magic for me about four or five times through Washington and then, uh, um, hearts pass, you know, the last little bit before you finish the PCT, he'd set up a full camp and, uh, fed us, watered us and waited for me to tag the border and come back and then took me down into Mizuma village and, uh, took us out for breakfast. And yeah, he's a lifelong friend, that guy. It's amazing. It's amazing how strong the, uh, connections are with the people you meet on trial, you know?
0: Uh, that's great. You know, he was actually on my podcast, uh, uh a while back and yeah i've gotten to know him now uh, since we met that time and he he is a good dude but but hey you know this podcast is about you and uh and and he plays a little part of that but but let's continue on so uh you know you're living in the uk and uh and and how, how is that to get over to america to do these long trails
1: yeah it's not bad at all to be fair i work in a an outdoor center so i take um about 12, 11 year olds for three days and go like canoeing and climbing and all that sort of stuff. But it's really good because I get all the school holidays off. So I get about 15 weeks holiday a year paid. And then on top of that, I can take unpaid leave. So I just, as long as I give them a year's notice, I can take six months off and just fly out to the States. You know, I got a visa so I can stay up to six months at a time, which is the perfect time to do a through hike, you know. And uh, yeah, it's good.
0: Oh, that's great. Uh, so you you did the you, we talked about the uh, uh, New Zealand the, the Te Arora, uh the, yeah. P- the PCT, the, and uh, so and then you, you mentioned that uh, that you you saw a meander over on the AT, um, and then so are you planning on uh, coming back over for another hike then?
1: Yeah, hopefully, man. Um, I haven't booked a flight yet, but um, I've been given six months off work, so come April I'll be flying out, going down to New Mexico, and uh, giving the CDT a pop.
0: Oh, right on man yeah, going after that triple crown huh
1: yeah man well it's just the next thing to do isn't it you know it's uh everyone talks about it so it'd be nice to go and uh experience it and then uh, i don't know what after that we'll just have to wait and see there's so many you know
0: <laughs> yeah no that's true uh what about uh what about where you are at itself you mentioned you're, you're bringing kids out uh hiking and stuff and getting out in the woods uh, what kind of hikes are there
1: oh there's loads man the uk it's It's only a small place, but we've got so much cool stuff. I'm based just outside Manchester, a little town called Todmorden, and it's smack bang on the Pennine Way, which is like the backbone of the UK. It's like one of our best national trails, and I'm like five minutes away from that, so I'm on that quite a bit. Um, But yeah, there's loads. You've got the Lake District, which is done. I did a hike there this summer, and then Scotland and Wales, and yeah, there's just so much here i don't know why i keep coming over to the states but <laughs> there's just no no continuous trail you know which i quite like it's uh yeah everything here is like under 500 miles whereas over there it's uh a hella bigger you know just like your food portions
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, you know i i met you uh well i've connected with you on instagram and uh I, I see that uh, you know, you're know you called Mountain Massage there on, on Instagram. What is that?
1: Yeah, so basically um, I was looking at a way because I only work like not long hours. So I get paid, but not a lot. So I needed something to supplement my income. Um, I looked at becoming a sperm donor to try and fund my food hikes, but <laughs> I thought <I'd>, uh, <laughs> that would be an interesting, see how many miles I could get on each puff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And, but then I was looking at other sort of things I could do in my uh, spare time, and I found a massage course. So I did that, and, yeah, it's going really good. It's, uh, it's nice because a lot of the people who want massages are quite active outdoors. So it's just nice to sort of help people feel better, learn their stories, share your stories. So I've made some really good connections through it. And, uh, yeah, it's good. I'm really, really enjoying it. When I get back from the CDT, I'm going to build it into a bit more of a business, and hopefully ditch my day job and just do that full time, you know,
0: uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Cause you can do that whenever.
1: Yeah. Anywhere, everywhere. Cause I've got a van, which I spend most of my time in as well. So I'm totally mobile. and just go to people's house set up. Boom. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good money.
0: I don't know if you were doing massage when you're hiking into your other trails, uh, as far as the timeline goes, but, uh, Aria's owner has been on the podcast before and, and he wanted to know, uh, it, maybe this will come in handy this, this summer. Um, are there any, you know, commonly carried pieces of gear that you, you'd you be able to use for massage on the trail?
1: To be honest, the best thing you can use is a, a trekking pole. Um, I used to use it quite a bit on my calves. So, like, just holding a trekking pole up against your calf and just rolling it up and down, that does a good job. And uh, a little golf ball as well, you can use that under your foot to sort of push out uh, all the tension underneath your foot and also on your shoulders and everything like yeah, just a small ball.
0: That's that's a good uh
1: a good ad. I, I don't carry one myself. I usually just sort of, you know, dig in with my thumbs. Uh,
0: you don't carry a ball or you don't carry trekking poles.
1: I carry trekking poles, but I don't carry a ball. Gotcha. Uh, if if I, if I if I had an issue which warranted it, I'd pick one up in a trail town and carry it until I didn't need it anymore. Um, to be honest, I usually when I've finished hiking, I just fall asleep mate <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i'm pretty bad like I, I don't really stretch that much i do a little bit while i'm hiking but i don't have like a a stretch pre-hike and a stretch at the end of the day i just yeah hike till i drop sleep eat repeat you know
0: yeah yeah well uh, what about uh so you know you're kind of talking about interesting things like golf balls in the pack because that that is cool it does make a lot of sense uh if you're having some pain in your foot and stuff but uh, you know, James Miller uh, on my Facebook group here said, you know, what is your favorite piece of gear?
1: Favorite piece of
0: gear. Oh, hell. Um, he's, a, he's an old time hiker. so, uh, you know, he. he oh, nice.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I recently, I just switched up my shelter system. I was using a Z-Pax duplex, which was a awesome tent. I used that on the AT, but, um, I picked up a mountain oil design solo mid i've been using that with a uh, catabatic gear bivvy and that combo is just far superior like it sheds the wind it really easy to pitch and even in like crazy weather it's just perfect like i got a ass kicking on in the light district this summer with it and i stayed perfectly dry perfectly happy and yeah i'd say that's probably my best bit of gear at the moment
0: yeah that uh, that's key on the trail for sure yeah um hey darren allen wants to know and this is a interesting question do you have different uh, sources of food in in the UK do you have uh, like different types of outdoor uh, meals or, or, or snacks that you you prefer
1: yeah we still have the sort of uh, dehydrated stuff that you guys get over there you know like the mountain house style meals which are good but they're just so expensive so I tend to stay away I tend to eat um, pork pies it's like pork mm. in like a short crust water pastry which is really really tasty really calorie dense um, yeah lots of pies sausage rolls uh your traditional peanut butters and tortillas and stuff like that but yeah i think the uk has got more sort of good snack food to carry like i find it quite hard when i'm in the states you don't have like the salty meat stuff you've got a lot of jerkies and a lot of like slim jims and stuff but like an actual there's not like a good pie, you know, a good steak pie in your pack.
0: Interesting. So so that pie, uh, that's all kind of pre-cooked and you just eat it cold or what?
1: Yeah, man, just pre-cooked pies. Um, and Sausage rolls are just like sausage meat wrapped in pastry. But, yeah, really calorie dense and you can stick a load in your pack. And it's just really, really heartwarming food, you know. It feels like home eating one. Like huh. New Zealand, they had the pies and, yeah, they were good pies over there.
0: Wow, that's interesting. huh uh what about uh what about your name in paula Where did that come from?
1: Well it actually came from meander so uh ah. yeah yeah he's my uh my trail daddy you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I met him uh once and we sort of hiked together, spent the night together in a little hut and then I didn't see him. But he knew I wasn't going off the resupply. I was carrying heavy, so I didn't have to faff around going into town. Yeah, he'd uh, hitched up one of the road sections, re-entered and left me a load of food. So I got all this food in a hut because I was, you know, counting my calories and just sort of rationing out. So I'd make it through the section. And he'd left me like two mountain house meals and some Snickers and stuff like that. So I smashed that back, carried on, caught up to him and it was over a, a scree field. And he looked up at me and was like, gee whiz, you look like a little impala coming over there with your poles. And, yeah, it just stuck. <laughs> I took it on. And, yeah, it's nice that the name came from someone who I really respect, you know.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's good. What, uh, what about uh, morning routines or, or evening routines? Do you have, when you get in your tent or when you get to a spot where you're going to just crash, uh, do you have any stretching or, or um, mantras or anything that you do?
1: not massively to be fair. I tend to get into me, you know, get me tarp up first and get in, you know, just the routine's always the same. I like to place my gear in the same places every time so I know where everything is and I can just grab it straight in the night if I need it. But yeah, uh, maybe clean my feet a little bit if I can. Um, If if, if there's a stream nearby, wash my socks and try and hang them up so they're a bit drier for the next day. Uh, What else do I do? Ah, oh, Sorry, Rudy, I'm trying to think.
0: No, that's all right. Yeah, I, no,
1: it's... I don't really stretch, man, to be fair. I, I do keep a journal. Well, I have done on all of them apart from the PCT, which is one of my biggest regrets, you know. I usually keep carry a small notebook and just write maybe four or five lines of just where I've been, what I've done, what I've seen. And it's amazing when you read those few lines, it just all comes jogging straight back to you. But, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't do it for the PCT and yeah I might have to hike that trail again just so I can get a, a journal for it you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you you have plenty of memories
1: <laughs> yeah man
0: uh well, when you're doing your massage uh so you're not on the trail uh you're you're kind of in your home environment um what do you what do you tell the people when they when they say, oh man, you've hiked over in the states and stuff what what are you telling people what what are some of your stories that you like to go to
1: Oh go to stories oh. there was a an awesome one in a, uh, on the AT, it was like the first bear, so it was, uh where, where was it? I can't remember exactly where it was, but we were hiking along, I was, I was at the front of the park at this point, I was hiking with uh three other guys, you know, I hiked up, and I saw it, and then two little cubs ran along, went up the tree, and I backed off a little bit, and then my hiking partner's Got up and like, what the bloody hell are you doing sitting around for? I was like, oh no, look over there. And slowly everyone caught up, we checked it out, saw it, and then hiked off. And uh, yeah, that was interesting, man. That was a good one. And then uh, another one, I met a lad. Oh, yeah, yeah. From uh, Georgia. And uh, I was camping in, on the AT again in one of the, the huts. I was sort of just ahead of him but we'd been sort of hiking on and off together, got up there and pitched up and he was nowhere to be seen. So I thought he'd, you know, camped up way before I And mean, when about four o'clock in the morning. He came up, swung open the door, woke everyone else up in the hut. was like, what the bloody hell are you doing? Get out of bed, man. It's time to go question of miles. <laughs> everyone in that shelter was so pissed, man. <laughs> but I just got up, packed up and cracked on with him. That was, um, I had an issue with a firmer s too, which was quite funny. You know the Neo Airs? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, again, I was hiking with three other guys. And we, we got to a shelter, but it was full. So we were all sort of dotted around. A couple of them were cowboy camping. I pitched my tarp. I laid on it, and then it just popped like three times, really loud. It sounded like a gunshot. Everyone in the shelter was absolutely screaming, thinking there was a gun going off. And all my hiking partners were just laughing at me and taking piss. <laughs> 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 you know, it's nice to have friends like that, isn't it?
0: Oh, that's good, yeah. That's funny how, yeah. the, how the strangest, you don't expect to hear a sound out uh, out in the wilderness. And you hear something like that. And I, I can imagine everybody thinking it's a gunshot. Oh,
1: it can shook, shake you up. Yeah, I had it in New Zealand. I was camped next to a dirt road. And uh, you shouldn't really camp there, to be fair. But I hadn't seen any cars on it or anything. So I just camped next to it. And about two o'clock in the morning, I heard a quad bike come up with like two guys talking Maori. And then uh, they literally just started popping shotgun shells above my tent. And I was, I absolutely shit, it, man. I had to, uh, yeah, pack up my tent and just uh, smash off.
0: WaymarkGearCo.com. Go over there and check out the packs. Like we said, he has some offered there, a lot of different colors to choose from in the through 38 and 42 liter packs at 210. Uh, and the 50 liter pack starting at 260. Uh, this little ad we're gonna talk about how you can get them very customized and there's lots of links here on his website over at waymarkgearco.com. Go over to Mark's website and check those out. I mean, uh, he's got some really cool color schemes coming up in the future. I know I saw down at PCT days, he had his Sunset uh, model out. Uh, look for that in the future where uh, you can actually get multi-colors multicolors uh, within just a single panel which is just it, it you can customize these packs like just absolutely crazy so as far as the colors go and the, and like the accessories i've talked about too so go over there at least check it out and follow on instagram waymarkgearco.com yeah i had a i had a sort of similar uh, situation one time i i was uh i was section hiking uh the pct in washington and uh here, I, I was right by the, uh, gosh, I, can't, I always forget the name of the big, huge meadow. It's, it's just uh, north of Mount Rainier. But I uh, was camping yeah. right there. There's a Jeep road that comes in, and, and I was done. I'd put in like a 22-mile day. And for me, that's just huge uh, uh, as a section hiker. And, um, mm. and I, I'd post up next to this Jeep road and, and put my tent there. And right as soon as the, the sun started going down, I was just my eyes were just closing. And, um, you know, know have- same thing. Here comes these sounds like, turn left, left, right, 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 right. And it was like this, this you know, massive truck coming in and, uh, man, they were partying and just having fun. I was like, ah, oh, I just want to sleep, man, you know? Yeah,
1: man, just uh, leave me alone. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, you just, you don't care.
1: Yeah, I had a mountain lion around my tent on the PCT. That was quite interesting. I, uh, yeah, woke up and heard that, giving it like a baby crying almost sound. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was just like, just go away, man. Just, I need some sleep. It was just on the uh, the night before getting to uh the shining place, Timberland Lodge, you know, for the all you can eat buffet. Oh yeah. And it just wouldn't go. So I was like shining my torch, got out, started chucking stones where I thought it was coming for me, just try and get it to go away. Got up the next day and there was these massive paw prints all the way around my tent, man. So that was a lucky escape. Yeah. Well
0: you I, kinda I don't, wonder. I yeah. You kinda wonder what, what they're doing, man. Are they are they really just trying to figure it out or are they are they hunting, you know?
1: yeah and that's the thing it's like being from the uk it's uh there's nothing over here that can really kill you you know you don't have the bears or the mountain lions or anything like that so i'm a bit not timid with them but yeah you kind of don't know what what the score is you know
0: yeah well you know i it's funny you mentioned that because uh yeah yeah, you might not have them over in the uk but you've actually spent more time in the woods in america with them than a lot of americans have
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good point man yeah yeah a lot don't uh don't go out and play
0: yeah no that's really true it's,
1: it's a beautiful country you've got there you oh know? yeah There's so much so much cool stuff over there and it's like the, the different ecosystems and everything in the towns every town slightly different you know
0: what else uh yeah what else um intrigues you uh, as far as trails go i mean you know, you mentioned the CDT. That's kind of like, hey, man, you know, I want to get that Triple Crown. Uh, are there other trails out there that uh, that are going to bring you either back to the States or maybe to a different country?
1: Yeah, there's a few on the list, you know. Um, I wouldn't mind doing the Pacific Northwest at some point because I really did like Northern Washington. You know, the last 30 minutes of the PCT, uh, I'd say, are some of my favorite miles of all time. So I'd really like to sort of explore that area a bit more. Um, there's... Uh a load of mountains in Scotland called the Munros. It's any mountain over three thousand feet. Like they're not big mountains, but they have the characteristics of bigger mountains. You know, there's quite a lot of crag faces and stuff. And uh I wouldn't mind doing a continuous loop. Doing all those in like continuous footsteps. So that's that that's probably gonna be my summer after the CDT, I think. Um the Greater Patagonia Trail—that looks phenomenal. You know, the the new one that's recently opened, the part, the the Trail of the Parks or something—I think it's called. Yeah, like through Chile, that looks uh, pretty good. And there's all Europe as well. There's so flipping much, man. You know, it's every time I, I go online, I find something new. You know, and the Israeli National Trail—that looks like a winner.
0: Hmm, that'd be that's interesting. That I, that part of the world uh, intrigues me.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot over there, you know, and it's a, it's weird how the media portrays it, but then you speak to people from that area and it's like a whole different vibe. And, so, yeah, I think that was going to be a, a winter one. I kind of want something that I can do in winter because I'm sick of coming over to the States for the summer and it all being nice and happy. I and mean, then coming back to England, it's just wet, cold and miserable for winter, you know. It'd be nice to skip a winter again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's funny because I have people in Washington too. And it's, it's like, Hey, wait a minute, you're, you're gone. And this is our best time. Like, like people hiking the PCT even when they're coming up north yeah. and the ones that don't get to Washington until like September, you know, late September or even October. And it's like, you guys missed it. The wildflowers and everything. Like I know it's yeah, all part of the hike, but, oh man, um, that the Monroes sound really cool. Is there has somebody uh, already done a continuous hike through there? Or is that just an idea you kind of came up with, or yeah,
1: I've I've I had a little sort of poke around because I did a continuous loop in the Lake District of the Lister Mountains, so I was like that's sort of the next step, you know. Um, I found a few people have done it as a combination of kayaking, push bike, and walking, um, and I think one guy's done it as like just walking the whole way, so. Yeah, it'd be nice. It's just trying to figure out a route and uh, the best way to hit them all. But yeah, it's it's cool up in Scotland. It's a, it's a backpacker's dream up there, man. Like you can camp anywhere you want. You've got the right to roam so you can go in any direction. Um, through private land, everything, it's uh as a backpacker, you've got the right to go wherever you want. There's uh, little boffies, so old little cottages, which used to be farms, which are now abandoned, have been done up and you can just stay in them for free. So yeah it's a it's a good place to explore you know
0: wow yeah that'd be that'd be cool i, I I'll have to live vicariously through you on that one <laughs> <So> what <laughs> about good. gear um not not to get specific uh, you've mentioned some of your your favorite things already, but uh one thing i've I've often heard is that it's hard to get good gear in europe is that true
1: yeah um it was so just recently i keep um seeing new brands popping up and uh, there's a company uh in the Lake District that's quite fresh called Atom Packs. Um he seems to be banging out some really good packs. Um shelter wise I haven't seen anything to the same standard as what you guys have got out in the States. But yeah, it's uh it's quite limited, but I think it is slowly gonna explode, you know. There's gonna be gear coming out your ears from Tom <laughs> Dick and Harry soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Um, but there's
1: a lot of secondhand stuff you can get. A lot uh, of people buy stuff and then, uh, realize it's not quite for them. Like I got my tarps. Yeah. I don't even know how much they retail for, but I got it pretty damn cheap.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, what about, uh, you know, you mentioned seeing the bears and, and the cougar, uh, interaction you had, what, how do you handle fear on the trail? Um, if especially if you're by yourself that's something i re- always like to ask people because um you know self-talk you know when we talk in our heads and and the way we can talk that can really put put people at danger the way that maybe they don't talk very well with themselves you know how do you yeah yeah, that?
1: yeah yeah uh to be honest I, I just it's like yeah suck it up and uh crack on you know there's been a few times where I've been in bad places where stuff could have gone south, like washed down rivers and stuff, but its I'd much rather go doing something that I enjoyed than just walking down the street, you know? So it's kind of, it'd be crap, but it's just one of those things, you know, you can't fight fate, you know? If your time's up, your time's up, and if that's the way you're going to go, you're going to go that way, you know? You can not You can't argue with it, so just make peace and crack on.
0: Yeah. Well, how about inspiration? Uh, do you uh, listen to any podcasts or maybe books you've read or anything, maybe blogs you've read?
1: To be honest, podcast-wise, I've only recently got into the old podcasts. Like, I came across yours, um, the Backpacker Radio. Um, another good one called Born to Kick-Ass was quite good. And just sort of, uh, yeah, building up to doing, like, endurance events and stuff like that. Um yeah, not massively. I just, mainly it's a bit of music, or I usually carry a little radio, and that's quite cool. You know, when you go to new places, you can find what people listen to in that area. So it's like in the States, it's like when you're down near Mexico, there's a lot of Mexican sort of music, and then it works up and through the country sort of areas. And yeah, it's cool. Quite like that to, to distract
0: you from the, the daily slog. Sixmoondesigns.com Hey, I wanted to talk about the Gatewood Cape. Um, it's a it's a shelter, uh, basically just like a solo tarp. It's 10 ounces, but it also doubles as, um, as rain gear. So you can actually wear this as like a poncho. Hey, that's that's pretty cool. I, 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 I'm i just kind of surfing on their uh, website, sixmoondesigns.com, and kind of ran across this. So if you need a 10-ounce tarp, that you can also wear as rain gear (laughs) this is this is the coolest thing i've seen honestly uh they've got the new version for 2018 and it says here uh it's the only one of its kind it's been it was introduced in 2006 and it's been carried over hundreds of thousands of trail miles so uh, join the rest of the crew out there go to sixmoondesigns.com and follow them on instagram as well tell them the cascade hiker podcast sent you that's really cool, man. I've never heard anybody talk about that and um, that, that, that's really interesting because yeah, I mean America really is almost like multiple countries within one. you know the areas are so different and wow, how cool that's like that's like bringing yeah, back man. to like the '50s or something, man.
1: Oh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> like you, I remember going through a, a Native American area and it all being like sort of chanting and stuff. And then sort of you go through other areas and it's like heavy sort of Christian sort of radio. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good way to get to know the country. I did it on New Zealand as well. And it's a, it's a nice way. And you don't get bored of your playlists because you're not in control of it, you know.
0: Wow. Yeah, I like that a lot. Oh, man. Are you planning to on doing that on the CDT then too?
1: Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere without my little radio now. <laughs>
0: yeah, wow. Uh, what about uh, people? I know you know we kind of talked about uh, you know your friendships you've made and things are there is there anybody out there that you look up to maybe you maybe you follow them somehow or something that that inspire you to maybe go bigger do do other things
1: to be honest all the hikers i've met um yeah everyone i've met while backpacking has always been an inspiration like in their own little way like again in new zealand i met shadow and country mouse and since meeting them in New Zealand, I've met them on the PCT, the AT, and I think I'm going to be seeing them on the CDT as well. Um, I met a guy called Knotts on the PCT. Um, he's been doing some pretty mental stuff, like he went up to Alaska and did his big big route through the Brooks Range. Mm. Yeah. And then just the guys who I met in the AT, there was a French guy called Yodler and Honeybum and Soggy Whopper. And, yeah, all them guys are... Yeah. Massive inspirations. You know, it's just nice being able to chat to them and see what they're up to and what's going down. And yeah, I hope our trails cross again, you know?
0: Yeah. What about soggy Whopper? Where does that come from? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, you, there was a town and it was a Burger King and it was the only place with Wi-Fi. So we were chilling out in there. Me and the other lads went off to resupply, but he was too busy chatting to girls on the internet and, uh, Our ride came to take us back. So he just had to grab a load of Whoppers and ate them for three days straight. And the last one was just this soggy mess. So, yeah, his name became Soggy Whopper. Oh,
0: man. (laughs) Oh, that's great. But he stuck
1: to it. Everyone was offering him candy bars and stuff. He's like, no, I've got my food. I've made my choice. And, yeah, that's all he ate.
0: Wow. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if uh, Whopper stood for something else, but yes. Yeah, was- <laughs> <laughs> Truly a Whopper. That's good, man. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Are you going to be seeing him again, you think? Or?
1: Yeah, hopefully he's got a lunch um, that's pretty much the CDT goes through his backyard. So hopefully I'll be catching Soggy Whopper on the CDT.
0: Oh, that's great. I would imagine, uh, like with you know Impala and Soggy Soggy Whopper and uh, you know Meander and stuff. It, a lot of times, I would I would imagine that you don't get called those names very often. So when you see each other and 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 then that name pops up, I, I would imagine that's probably a pretty cool thing.
1: Oh, it's beautiful, man. It, it's weird. It's like you know when you're in a normal world, it's like you've got to be normal. But when you're on the trail, it's like you can be whatever you want to be, you know, and it's like you're a more real version of yourself when you're out there or when you're talking to the people who you've shared that experience with. And I think that's why I love the backpacking so much, you know, because you're out there, you've got your goal, and you can just be you, you know. Whatever you say, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. The people you're with respect you and appreciate your company instead of in this world where you've got to sort of toe the line, you know.
0: Have you ever been injured on the trail or hurt hiking?
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm a bit ashamed of it, but I've had to be airlifted off a crag before.
0: <laughs> wow. What, what was
1: yeah, man, in New Zealand, I had to uh, push my SOS button. We uh, got crag fasted, we're down climbing. It's like pretty intense crag. And uh, we could have made it, but if you'd have slipped, it'd have been uh, pretty bad. And, getting back up was a bit of a chew and it we just sort of, we were totally stuck. We just down climbed and we couldn't get back up. And yeah, we had to press the, uh, the SOS on the spot and it was a uh, Christmas Eve and the uh, search and rescue team, you know, came in in a helicopter within two hours. The winchman came down with a little Christmas hat on <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, it was nuts. Like it was, it was awful. It was, a proper kick in the balls, you know, it just felt like a bit of a failure, but at the same time, man, getting a chopper ride through the hills of New Zealand was absolutely amazing. So it was, uh, yeah, that, that I'd say that was like the worst thing that's ever happened. I've had a few sort of pains in knees and shin splints and stuff like that, and cuts and bruises, but yeah, that's the worst thing that's happened, I think.
0: Yeah, wow, that's that's crazy, man, to think about that and, and just. Uh, all the ins and outs of it. And, uh, and the, that was on, on your hike, right?
1: Yeah, that was, that was when I was still hiking with my mate. Um, and it was like, I think that down climb is what did his knee in because he couldn't move his knee properly. So the down climb was becoming dangerous for him. Cause he couldn't move his leg properly. And it was just like, no, nah, this is not safe. So it was like, we have three options. We either keep trying possibly, f- slip and die and I didn't really want to watch my mate die and the water was running low and it was a baking hot day so we didn't have a lot of water so that was going to get us or you know just try and traverse we tried traversing and it just became sheer cliffs either side so that wasn't an option so the only option was use the beacon and yeah it saved our life you know so I always hike with that now and uh you know a lot of people that's like no you shouldn't have a beacon it's not not worth the wait and it is unique you, you know it's well worth it
0: yeah well i i don't know if you're familiar with lint uh hikes he uh yeah he was on my podcast a while ago and um he had a, a pretty cool story almost similar but he didn't have a beacon and uh, he just kind of climbed himself into a spot where uh, he couldn't couldn't really fathom going either way and and he actually made a video for his family just in case uh, he didn't make it out but obviously he was telling the story so he had made it out but uh, man, just to be caught in those situations, I, I I just can't even imagine.
1: Oh, man, it's awful.
0: What do you do for shin splints?
1: For shin splints? Um, well, I think if you asked a doctor, he'd say "Uh, ice it, rest it, and chill out on it. Um, <laughs> I uh, took a Nero, so I ice them. Um, Use KT tape. I don't know if you've seen, familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, It's like, a yeah, you KT them up and then uh, use calf compression sleeves. Um, it's like a sock that goes betr- just below your knee to above your ankle. And yeah, it still hurts a bit, but you can crack on, get some more miles and um, just keep stretching them. And yeah, that works fine for me most of the time. And since having the shin splints, I always carried uh, the calf compression now. And I find if I'm going to do a big day over like rough terrain, put them on and the shin splints are are no more
0: yeah they don't really weigh anything either right
1: no and they're quite good too you know if it's cold you can put them on it gives you a bit more warmth on your legs or if you're going to be post-holing through snow, um because i'm quite a big dude i always end up post-holing while my partners are just running along it but the ice it just stops them cutting your shins and just protects your shins a little bit too so yeah they're, they're a good piece of gear to carry you know
0: yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, just out of curiosity, then, um, do you also use Gators?
1: No, man. I, I had some of them dirty girls, but um, I just found I was still getting stuff in my shoes with them. I might pick some more up for the desert, but yeah, just trial runners.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you know, I was actually just reading uh, uh, Heather Anderson Anish. Uh, she's she's coming out with a new book, and um, and and man. Her stories about the desert—I've never really read too much about desert hiking—and in and, and her book is about her or speed hike of the the FKT of the PCT. And the machine. Yeah, yeah, man. When she when she talks about hiking in the um, in the desert, just with the water and stuff, and uh, I know you've had a little bit of experience with that, but uh, you know, how are you prepping for that? Just mentally. I mean, I don't know. I don't. It's going to be interesting, right?
1: Yeah, man, like I really don't like it, especially coming from the UK, you know, where we've got water everywhere. It's uh, going to some vast place where there's none. I always, it's like on the PCT, I always carried heavy because I was always like, what if I get there and it's dry? You know, what if, what if, what if? And it's, uh, yeah, you know, there's that saying you always pack for your fears. I'm definitely scared of going thirsty in the desert because I always feel like I can't hydrate enough as well. You know, your voice is your voice your throat's always dry and yeah. It'll be interesting. But I'm sure, you know, hundreds of other people have done it. So <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's it you know, it it's just one of those fears, isn't it?
0: Well maybe that's when uh maybe that's when you'll see meander.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hope so, man. A meander mirage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's perfect, man. Well, that's a good place to kinda kinda end it here. Um can you tell people how to find you? I know you have uh, Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yeah, the, the best one, to be honest, is just on the Instagram with uh, at ma- uh, Mountain Man Massage. And yeah, I post quite a bit on there. I just finished posting all my uh, Wainwright loop. So yeah, hit me up on there. That's where all my CDT pictures will be when I kick off. And yeah, that's the best way to hit me up. If you want any questions or anything like that, just send me a message through there and I'll get back to you.
0: Well, you better book a flight
1: yeah man that, this weekend man this weekend <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm
0: just kidding all right man hey um, Paula, thanks so much for coming on the cascade hiker podcast
1: no thank you man it's a pleasure chatting to you and uh take it easy and happy trials
0: all right that's the show thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to join the patreon page find me at patreon.com slash cascade hiker podcast also hit me up uh, with an email rudy at cascadehikerpodcast.com find me on facebook my Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at N underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong. Could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass. Playing mandolin in a white dress. I come running when I hear that song. It could never be wrong. It could never be wrong. Where you wanna run, maybe I'll run too. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could just find you.